Hey guys, I'm Azita, and I'm going to be sharing on the Emmanuel approach. So, we're actually going to try a little experiment, and we're just going to leap into one right now. It's like a very shortened version of what we sometimes do um, with people. And so, what I'm going to have you guys do is I'm going to be praying, and you guys are going to be closing your eyes, and then you're going to... Remember a time that you were deeply connected with the Lord. And it could be as simple as you're driving your car and praying, and then suddenly the presence of the Lord just pops into your car. To like you're walking on the beach and you're enjoying nature and you just see Jesus there. So, um, so yeah, so as I pray, close your eyes and just remember a good connection time with the Lord. Does that sound easy? Yeah, yeah? good. All right, gracious God, we just stand together and we just affirm the truth that you are with us, you love us, and even as we speak, you are preparing a way for our healing and growth. We ask you to guide the thoughts and feelings that come into our awareness. We just ask you to speak directly to any parts of our hearts and minds that you would like to care for in a special way today. We ask for your protection and your guidance today, and we just pray for your precious blood to cover us and for your Holy Spirit to be with us and to guide us. So as your eyes are closed, I just want you guys to just um, internally just take into your awareness what you see in this memory be aware of if the sun is shining or if, there's, if it's a bit chilly outside in your memory. Just be aware of all those little things. And as those things are coming into your awareness, I want you guys to just be internally thanking Jesus for just kind of each aspect of that connection you have with him. Okay, and I'm just going to thank Jesus for his presence, and then we can kind of end that little experiment. So, Lord, we just thank you so much that we are connected to you, Lord, and that um, you've been there even when we didn't know it. I just praise your name, God. And I just ask that you would touch every single person in this room, open up their hearts, God, to your heart. And we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So that was the beginning of what an Emmanuel approach session looks like. It's not the entire thing, but it's, um, it starts out just, you're just like remembering a time that you had with the Lord. And you're thanking him for that memory. You're thanking him for where he met you, when he met you. And um, yeah, so I love this approach. That's why I'm sharing on it today. And I wanted to give you guys a little bit of context about myself. Um, I was born in Pakistan, and I lived in Abu Dhabi until I was nine, and um, moved to America around that time period. And I grew up in a Muslim household. And the reason I'm telling you this is because when I was in the middle of an Emmanuel approach, I actually, in my mind's eye, saw my bedroom, my childhood bedroom in Abu Dhabi. And I, I was in it as a little child, and I saw Jesus, and he's just standing there. And usually 
when, you know, when people recount when they saw Jesus, they're just like, oh, we felt so much love. And there was like liquid love and joy and like all these amazing feelings. And I had totally the opposite feeling. It was very frightening for me because what I was seeing was that there was a man in my room that I didn't know. And I've been thinking a lot about the, um, the time I saw Jesus when I didn't know who he was. Because growing up, I was not told about Jesus, you know, totally Muslim household. My mother, you know, prayed to Allah five times a day. She still does. And that's how I grew up. And so seeing Jesus, seeing this man who I who had never met before, who had never recognized before even, in my room when I didn't know him was crazy for me. So it was really shocking, but it also has shown me that Jesus actually exists outside of our reality. He actually exists outside of our belief systems. Um, Whatever we perceive, regardless of what you believe and what you see and what you know, he's there. And that's wild. So that rocked my world and has totally shifted my walk with him. It's just like I have a, a deeper realization that this is so much bigger than anything I could even think up of. Like he's real regardless if I want to believe it or not. So, who is Emmanuel? So, the name Emmanuel actually means, as we all know, God with us. Usually, we think of that name in connection to Christmas, right? Um, It also means, with us, the Mighty One. And this is kind of interesting, but listen to this. This is, I thought this was really cool. So, the verb to be is usually omitted in Hebrew. In English, we would have said, God is with us. Instead, it says God with us, which means that there's this permanent quality of the being or the creature that we're talking about. So if we, um, so if we look at Emmanuel, we are eliminating this kind of like temporary um, quality that could be there potentially if you describe the to be in the definition of um, Emmanuel. But in the case of Emmanuel, the name actually describes a facet of God that's permanent. So he's not with us right now. He's not with us tomorrow. Um, He's here all the time, forever. So even if we don't know it, even if we don't know who he is, the God with us is with us today, tomorrow, and forever. And so I thought that was really neat when I was doing a little word search in Emmanuel, because I'm like, it doesn't seem as simple as as it looks. Um, So the name Emmanuel doesn't actually emphasize God working in us or working for us, but rather that he's coexisting with us forever. And I thought this was a pretty cool quote, so I'm just going to read it. Um, God's great plan to visit was in order to pave the way for unending togetherness. And I just thought that was wild. Unending togetherness, no matter what. Um, it's always there. So let me read a little bit about Carl Lehman, and he's the guy that actually created the Emmanuel approach with God. And so he, um, he, when he would meet clients in his office, he would pray like in the middle of the session, you know, pray to, pray to Jesus and ask him for help. But he was seeing that his clients were not experiencing a lot of healing. They would maybe experience a little bit of relief, but there wasn't 
this like long lasting healing that was going on or, or joy or breakthrough and unhealthy patterns. And so he started, um, he started inviting Jesus into his sessions in the beginning, kind of like giving control over to Jesus from the get-go and then um, letting Jesus be the one that's really like orchestrating the whole thing and leading people wherever they needed to be led. And when he did that, there was major breakthrough in a lot of his clients. So he saw that there was less anxiety and like breakthrough and depression and just there was just a huge change in these people's lives. And, um, and he saw that healing and it was very exciting and this is kind of like how this approach started. But the interesting thing is, is even though I'm saying the word healing repeatedly, his focus was more the connection with God. So he calls Emmanuel approach a project in intimacy. And he's like, all right, once you get connected to Jesus, healing is a byproduct of just being connected to him. And so... I love that because to a certain extent, it kind of like takes the load off of whoever's facilitating the session because they're just like, hey, I can't solve your problems. It's awesome. Jesus can though, not me. Um, And so it's a really big thing. That's why I really like this approach a lot. Um, You guys will probably recognize this scripture, but remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself, unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, will bear much fruit. Far apart from me, you can do nothing. So John 15. And I feel like this is like a beautiful kind of picture of what the Emmanuel approach is. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. And that's essentially what the Emmanuel approach is constantly trying to get at. We want to be connected. And so as I said before that Carl Lehman says that the Emmanuel approach is a project in intimacy with Jesus. And Isla Vista Church does a really incredible job of bringing heaven down to earth. Like we do this in IV, we do this with each other, we do this out in the world. And um, I feel like the Emmanuel approach is just like another way of bringing heaven down to earth. Um, So this is kind of like a fun brain science thing. But when we did this mini session just like a couple of minutes ago, I was asking you guys to thank Jesus. Thank Jesus for the details. Thank Jesus for the memory. So when we are actively thanking Jesus, when we're actually expressing gratitude, we're opening up something in our brain. We're opening up our brain circuits to relationship. So we're literally priming ourselves to hear from God. We're literally making our hearts soft through gratitude, so we can hear what he wants us to know. Um, so our brain actually produces oxytocin, it's a feel-good hormone, and we're, we're primed. We're like ready, we're vulnerable, we're open, we're soft. So we're open for whatever the Lord wants to just drop into our heart. And so that's essentially what the Emmanuel approach is. Um, I just wanted to actually quickly tell you about what my heart on this whole kind of like way of connecting with Jesus is. So Demis and I are, um, we love having people over and having dinner with them and just like connecting with people. And I feel like over the years, our hearts have just grown more and more for people who are in their 20s and their 30s. Um, And I was thinking about how I've had bosses that are really, really bad. I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but I've had leaders, bosses that 
have been toxic, have had unresolved issues, and created a lot of chaos in organizations and companies, even churches. And when I think of the 20s and 30s, like your age group generally, I'm thinking of people who don't have blockages in their life. They're healed from childhood trauma. They don't have unhealthy patterns in their life. So when they're in my age group or older and they're leading, they're actually leading like Jesus instead of brokenness. And that's my heart. That's the huge heart I have for this approach. And that's why I think that it's important to know about it. Because I want you guys to lead well. Like this will, this could potentially change a shift in our country. Like it can, can really change things. And we need that. You know, things are, things are changing dramatically right now in our culture, in our world, in our country. And if you guys can just like open up, get these things out, because Jesus doesn't want those splinters in your heart, and we can start moving towards a healthier way of living and just connected with Jesus, then that means you guys leading are going to be so powerful and phenomenal. And it's going to be amazing. So, yeah, and so I just wrote down that we want to hear Jesus clearly without the pain that can so easily deafen our ears to his voice. And I really think that now is the time that we should just, we should do that, make the changes. So um, neat thing is, is um, Emily, Danny, and Jaylin and I have been meeting regularly to just kind of learn more about the Emmanuel approach and how we can do that in our church. And um, I'm going to call each one of them up to just like talk to you a little about the manual approach and a couple of questions that I wanted them to kind of touch on was tell me why you're interested in the manual approach and why do you think it's even helpful to other people so that is my talk and um, Emily is up to tell you some more she's awesome so Hello, I'm Emily, as she just said. Um, Okay, so when I first heard about Emmanuel Approach, it was similar to things that I had learned about a little bit in ministry school, where it's like this tool that can be used for inner healing. But the important thing about um, the Emmanuel Approach that was significant, as Azita kind of touched on, was that the point was actually connection with Jesus on a personal level and on a present level specifically. So it's not like, oh, I'm just doing this for future reference and so that I don't bring trauma into my parenting. Obviously, that's a great goal, but it's not the main goal because our main goal in life is not necessarily to do anything, but our main goal is to have connection with God, right? So the, I love a manual approach and it's been, the few times that I've done it with Azita have been really good and impactful in the present and the truths that God told me or reminded me of in the manual approaches lasted throughout the whole couple of weeks that I, after I was able to reflect on them. Um, and so a specific and kind of interesting story. Um, a few weeks ago, I actually went on a backpacking trip with a group of people, um, um, specifically from my house at Jesus Burgers. Um, and it was quite the trip. It was challenging, but it was a good hard as well. You know, those things that are challenging that you remind yourself of, oh yes, this is, 
this is hardship, but I'm also able to conquer hardship, and I'm capable at doing hard things in my life. Um, And so I actually was praying during this multi-day backpacking, hiking trip, um, and I realized later that in prayer and in talking with Jesus through the mountains, um, Jesus actually did kind of an Emmanuel approach with me throughout the days that I was in the mountains. Um, And Jesus reminded me of things from my past, from lessons that I had learned through books, movies, um, songs in my head that had impacted me somehow throughout my life. And so it was kind of funny to be walking through the mountains and remembering, ah, yes, the Lord has walked me through so much. Um, And that's the point of, that's the heart of a manual approach, is to connect with God in the day-to-day and in this moment, often using a a positive memory, establishing trust with Jesus. Um, And actually, remembering is such an important key, and that is a big thing, a big command that God commanded his people to do in the Old Testament was to remember. Remember what I have done for you. Remember what I've brought you through. Remember the promises that I promised you. All those things are very important. Why? Because we forget. We forget all the time. We need to constantly remember what God has done for us and who God has spoken himself to be, who he's spoken us to be, all those things, because we're human and we're finite and we just forget really easily, all the time. Um, And so I have a few things that I think the Lord specifically reminded me to remember, um, things that he had taught me in the past, but that I had forgotten. And I think things that he wanted me to remember for my present moment and for this, this time of my life. So firstly, you are always learning, so keep a long-term perspective of what you are learning. And just because you're learning at this point in time, that's actually for future use. And something else will happen in the future that will be important. It's important that you learn that right now. Um, And that applies to Emmanuel approach. God wants to meet us where we're at in the moment, in this Emmanuel approach moment. Um, Obviously, with Emmanuel, God is with us. Um, But he also wants to heal and prepare you for your future and like what I did in the mountains, to remind me of what he had taught me in the past, right? So you're preparing yourself for the future, and he wants you to prepare yourself um, for that long-term perspective. And ultimately, where we are all headed, heaven, praise God. We're all excited for heaven. That's a long-term perspective he wants us to have. Um, And it's interesting that in the Emmanuel approach, God often uses helpful and positive memories that he already has established with us. And then if he happens to bring up something that is difficult about your current situation or a difficult memory, you can always transfer back to that positive memory, that positive trust that you would have established already with him. And that trust is so, so important. Um, and as we saw with Azita, her, um, her memory was so key and to her present situation where she remembered, oh yes, Jesus. Jesus is currently with me. Secondly, um, asking questions instead of making assumptions. Questions are so much more important and healthy than assumptions are. Um, And that applied to my personal life on a couple of different situations. But when it comes to your manual approach or or, um, your connection with God, that's also extremely important. 
questions. Um, as you kind of heard um, Azita say, she asks Jesus, what do you want to say to me? What memory, first of all, do you want me to remember about our time together? Um, but then also, what truth do you want to share with me right now in association with that memory? And how does that apply to maybe some things going on in my life? And we all have negative assumptions of Jesus and of God. And we all have to rewire our brains from living in the world of what he actually says about us and what he says about himself. So that those assumptions need to die away and instead asking direct questions of Jesus. And the Emmanuel approach obviously allows the time and the space to do that, um, a a safe time with safe people to do that. Um, And thirdly, one of the, the, the last truths that Jesus reminded me of in the mountains um, was that Jesus is with us every step of the way and he likes to leave little treasures of his presence as he takes us walking. I originally learned this lesson by reading the book called Hind's Feet on High Places. Amazing book. Yes, Mike, you know. It's so good. It's this allegorical story um, about this little fawn who is climbing this rocky mountain because she wants to be near her savior. And it was amazing. I cried every chapter. It was crazy. But along her pathway throughout this journey that she had up the mountains, um, Jesus, her master, was leaving little hints that he was still with her. And even though she was still going to the top of the mountain, he was um, building muscle in her and creating her to be a strong, a strong fawn to go up the mountains. But he was leaving little reminders and little treasures for her to remember him by. And actually, Pete Bowman told me something similar when we were hiking the mountains. He said to start looking for little heart-shaped rocks because those are little reminders from Jesus that he loves you. And that was like, wow, that's crazy, little heart-shaped rocks. Well, guess what I started finding when I started looking for heart-shaped rocks? Little heart-shaped rocks to remind myself that Jesus loved me. And I found these little treasures along the pathway of this physical mountain, obviously, but it reminded me in the present of that journey that Jesus was with me on that literal mountain. And he's also with me in figurative mountains as well. All the hard things that we go through, he wants to remind us if we are looking for the little treasures that he is with us. Um, And Jesus does the same thing in Emmanuel approaches as well. (laughs) Azita had experienced, like you said, about her... um, about God revealing himself to her in her childhood moment. Um, And I often remember Jesus speaking to me about himself in the happy memories that I have with him. And I remember maybe some things that he specifically told me then, but also whenever I think about that memory, after every Emmanuel approach, I always think about, oh, Jesus was there. He's right here with me too. And there's that connection that you can make with Jesus with that trust and with that unity and, oh yes, God is actually with me. And those little treasures that, um, that you can find on these little Emmanuel approaches. And they kind of turn into uh, little treasures that you can explore throughout your own life too as you build that unity and connection with God in your daily life. Um, so that's all for me. But um, yeah, I encourage you if you're interested to 
try out the Emmanuel approach, even with just God himself. That's okay, too. If you want to do it privately, (laughs) he will speak to you if you're listening. Um, And I believe I'm asking Danny up next. Thank you, Danny. Um, I just want to say something real quick. Um, Romans 12.2 mentions how um, we have an opportunity to be transformed by the renewing of our minds instead of by the way that life and the world wants to train our minds. And so what we're talking about today um, the Emmanuel approach is not something that's new. It's actually pretty um, easily identified, or another term for it would be just an active mind renewal session. And so, if you're like sitting there, like still, like what is Emmanuel approach? Like I don't. It, just think of it as an active mind renewal session, and this is a tool that they're sharing about that you can use in your own personal relationship with Jesus. And then here at the church, we also have people who are trained to be facilitators for sessions like that. And that type of thing is like just a very specific prayer session that is set aside between you and the Lord for you to um, just engage with how the Lord wants to change your mind and your heart from the inside out. Because when we just go about our daily lives and don't set aside that time, it's so easy to just be transformed into the likeness of the world when we as children of God um, have been given an opportunity to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and by by the word of God and by the revelation of who Jesus is and who he wants to be in our lives and who he always has been in our lives. Um, So just a little more context. And here's Danny. Thanks, Mark. That's really helpful. Um, yeah, my name is Danny, if we haven't met before. Um, I live over in Jesus Burgers. And the last few weeks, I've been learning with Azita and M and with Jalen about the Emmanuel approach. Going into it, I had no idea what it was, but it's like Mark was saying, and like Azita and Emily have shared so far, it really is just a tool that you can use for connection with God. Um, a little bit of backstory about me. I grew up in the church, I grew up in private school, and so yeah, it was even in just like my everyday life, I was learning all of these Bible stories and facts about God, and I felt like I knew so much about the God out there, but I didn't really know a lot about the God with us. And when when I would hear like the name Emmanuel, it never really connected with me because it like God felt so distant. And my freshman year of college, I really like got struck by this revelation of the cross and how the cross revealed the goodness of God and his love and his desire to actually like enter into my life and my space and to have relationship with me. And so another big shift in my life was when I realized that Jesus was present with me. Like even right now, like God's Holy Spirit, like he is here right now. And when I would have conversations with people at the grocery store or at school, like I would recognize that he was actually like in that conversation. And that was like a really, really powerful like mindset shift. Um, And then like in my private times with the Lord, like I recognized, oh, like I can actually just ask him what he thinks about certain things. I can, if I'm having a 
like struggle in my relationship with someone at work or someone at school, I could actually ask him, God, how do you see that person? How do you see like me? How am I showing up in this situation? And the revelation of the cross like always centered that because it was like, it reminded me of his character. He's good. He's loving. I can trust him. And so in that like moment of one-on-one connection, intimacy, I could really trust that he had my complete best in mind as his child. And I feel like with the Emmanuel approach, it's a really, really, really sweet tool of just being present with the Lord, because I think that's something that's lacking in a lot of our daily lives. We're present with our phones. We're present with like whatever we're doing, but like we're, we don't often take the time to just sit and be with God and say, God, I give you my presence right here in this moment. And it's like in that space, like, yeah, like they were saying, the connection happens and it's in connection where you actually experience healing. And I think that was where I experienced the most healing is when I wasn't trying to just like tighten down and do all the right things, but I just, I could be in relationship with God and ask him how he saw me, how he saw like my relationships. And so, yeah, I would highly recommend the Emmanuel approach. If you haven't done it, it's kind of one of those things where I could sit up here and I could tell you about like what the Emmanuel approach is until you experience it. Um, I, like I had the blessing of uh, Jalen and Azita. They just led me through an approach and it was so powerful and it was changing and I can't even like describe the depths of how much like that meant to me and the shifts that I still like I've experienced in my daily life so I would highly recommend it and yeah it was really powerful and then I'm going to invite Jalen up to share a little bit about her experience with the Emmanuel approach yay hi guys Oh, man, every time I get up to talk about Jesus, I just get so overwhelmed with emotion. Like, I feel like my soul gets, like, filled with gratitude, and I just think of my history with God, which I'll talk a little bit about. But I'm going to try not to say anything that's already been said, because we all had similar takeaways from the Emmanuel approach, and it's really beautiful. Um, But I just wanted to start by kind of asking, like, just a show of hands, how many of you guys grew up in the church, or grew up going to church, or knew about Jesus, or knew something about him? Okay, Good amount of us. So um, I grew up in the church. I'm a pastor's kid. Knew all about Jesus, or so I thought. Um, But it really wasn't until coming to college, someone actually told me, like, you know that the goal of God is, like, he wants relationship with you? Like, everything that you have been doing is not what he wants. He's not proud of that. He loves that you do those things for him, but he actually just wants you to see him and hear him and sit with you. And it's just crazy. It's like, whoa, 18 years of my life, I went not knowing that. Like, I thought I knew who Jesus was, but I never actually sat with him and I didn't know what he was like. Um, And so I think Azita mentioned this, but what I love about the Emmanuel approach, um, it talks a lot about how emotional healing, the point of it is not to fix our pain. We all have pain and we have things we've walked through that are really hard. Um, But the goal of it is actually to remove blockages that are hindering us from experiencing Jesus. Like that's the real thing because there are circumstances that come up in our lives and we don't even realize we stopped gazing at Jesus and that's the problem. Um, and so I just kind of wrote in my notes, it's really cool how Jesus, like his business is just removing our blockages. Like that's what he wants to do. And he's in the business of pursuit and revealing his heart and revealing himself to us. Like that's all he wants. Um, and I was also struck with, um, I 
usually prep the lessons for children's ministry. Um, And the curriculum that we used, the lesson today was about how Jesus heals the blind man. And it gives you kind of bullet points and key takeaways. And one of the key takeaways was that um, Jesus wasn't just moved with compassion to heal this man. The healing was great. But the real thing was that Jesus wanted to be seen, which is kind of wild when you think about that. Like the healing wasn't the point. It was that Jesus wanted the man to see him for who he is. Um, And so... A lot of times when we say, like, think about Jesus, like, have you ever heard in church, just gaze on Jesus, or just think about what Jesus is like, or picture, picture Jesus on the cross. Um, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I always struggled to see Jesus. Like, sometimes I didn't even try, honestly. I was like, yeah, 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 Jesus. Um, and so I think there actually came a point where I read um, Revelation chapter one. If any of you guys have read it, it talks about how Jesus's head and his hair are white as snow and his hair is like wool. His eyes are flames of fire and his face is shining like the brightness of the sun. And so if you've never read that description of Jesus, I encourage you go to Revelation one. Um, And so a lot of times when I think of Jesus and I try and see his face, sometimes it's just his eyes and I just get sucked into the warmth. It feels like a cozy little fireplace, but it's also just so powerful. And I encourage you, like if you've never tried to picture Jesus, you have every right to see him. Like that's what Jesus paid for. Um, He paid for us to be able to see who he is clearly. Um, Wow, this just gets me every time. Um, One of my favorite quotes that Graham Cook says a lot, um, it took me a while to understand it, but he says, we walk with big Jesus. And for me, that was kind of weird because I was like, I like the squishy Jesus, like the one that's holding me and hugging me and I get to just lay on his chest. But the, the more I think about that, like we walk with big Jesus, I get it now. Like the point of it is that we're not overwhelmed by our circumstances. The reality is that our circumstances are actually overwhelmed by Jesus. Like that's who big Jesus is and that's who he wants to be for all of us. Um, and that's the truth of connection because anything that says differently is a lie of separation. And again, Jesus paid for us to have connection, intimacy. Um, so yeah, just some reasons I love a manual approach. It's because it teaches us all that we have access to Jesus. Um, and it awakens us to the reality of his nearness. He's not that God out there. He's not that Jesus who's just on the other end of our prayers. He's actually here in this moment. Even I was just sitting there, um, earlier during worship. And sometimes what I've learned from the Emmanuel approach is just asking God, where are you? Like, let me see you right now in this moment. And it always brings me back of like, whoa. My gaze was off of you, and now it's back. Like, thank you for bringing me back. Um, let's see. Oh, practicals. This is, I, I love practicals because this can be very big and abstract, but when we can actually put this in our own lives, it makes a difference. Um, and so some of the things we learn as facilitators in Emmanuel Approach is just to ask ourselves, am I still seeing Jesus? You know, in our life circumstances, sometimes when we take our focus off, that's when things feel really off balance, like Peter, when he's walking on the waves and Jesus is right there, it's because he took his eyes off that he started to fall, right? And so that simple question starts to get me to remember, okay, like this is what's important. It's just that connection with Jesus. Um, And second, sometimes it's hard even to just gaze on him. And so I have to speak truth to myself and say, all right, God, I can't feel you. I can't see you, but that's okay. I'm going to just thank you for the truth and the reality that you are here with me. Like that's one thing I get to stand on. And sometimes it takes a while for your heart and your head to connect with that reality. So you just have to speak it out. Um, There's a lot of power in that. 
Um, and another thing that we learn is go back to an initial positive connection with Jesus, which is what we did at the beginning, just those five minutes of thinking about God. Um, and something that I actually have in my phone is a list of like my top three experiences with God. And so anytime I'm having a bad day, I go to that list and I'm like, God, these are moments where I knew that I knew that you were with me or times where I didn't even feel you, but your goodness was clearly on display for me to recognize that you were with me. Um, So I think what I wanted to just share in that is like, know your history with God. That's super important. Like you don't have to necessarily have a list, but meditate on your history and think of who God has been for you and where Jesus has been walking with you every step of the way. Um, And the last thing I'll say, I know this is a lot, but um, any of you guys know the parable of like the 10 brides or 10 virgins, they like went out at night with their lamps. Yeah. Okay, some nodding heads. So the gist of that is they were waiting for the bridegroom to come. And there were 10 of them. They had their lamps. It's the middle of the night. It's dark. Five of them were wise. And they had um, brought extra oil to keep their lamps burning throughout the night. And then there were five who were foolish. And they didn't bring any oil. Um, And so their lamps started to run out. And I never understood that story because I remember once asking my mom, like, why didn't the wise ones share their oil with the ones who didn't have enough, don't we learn as Christians to share and to help those who are in need? Like, I didn't get that. But the more that I have just walked with God, the more I I get that. Like, I can't give my history with God to you. I can't do that as much as I want to. I can sit here and tell you about God. I can cry and get overwhelmed with his goodness and tell you that he wants to have that with you too. Um, But ultimately, I can't give you my history. You have to have that for yourself because my history is not gonna get you through the dark of the night that's only going to be your connection with Jesus. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm going to pray us out. Um, so if you could just close your eyes. Um, yeah, Jesus, we love you. Thank you that you're Emmanuel, that you are God with us, that you've been with us every step of the way, and all you're asking is that we just gaze on you, that we just see the reality of you being with us, God. And so I pray this week that you would even remind us of our history with you, that you would remind us of the ways that you made a path, the ways that you walked with us through the darkness, um, and that we would just continue to build this trust and this intimacy and this connection and vulnerability with you because you just want to be seen, God. Yeah, so we love you, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.